All right, we're back. Another episode. And this one's special because it's episode 80 of Coffee with Craner. I've been doing this for uh, two years. It started in May or June of 2020. And now this is episode 80. So I'm so pleased to be here today with Dardis Willis, Windsor Express president, CEO, and owner. Um, and if you don't know, you better watch the Windsor Express game. They're playing this Friday, but they're a uh, they're a National Basketball League of Canada team, professional basketball. They're located right here in Windsor. They play at the WFCU. And uh, today we're going to talk about how Dardis built this team in their first season, which took place in 2012. Dardis, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you, Lyndon. Appreciate that, man. And always a pleasure to uh, do good things in Windsor. And uh, it's exciting to be here, brother. Absolutely. Now, close to, and ask every this question on every show, close to the WFCU or before a game, are you a coffee drinker? Do you grab coffee at all? I love coffee. <laughs> Where's your favorite place? Believe it or not, there's a little place in Birmingham uh, that I like to frequent, and they have the great little coffee cakes, and um, I love to get their coffee. No, it's not anything special. It's the atmosphere. It's the coffee, and it's a small little beanery in Birmingham, Michigan, okay. so, uh, which is right where I live. And so I'm excited to be able to just uh, get a sneak peek of coffee and a cupcake and cake right there. Well, you're, you're making me hungry and thirsty. So uh, <laughs> now that the border's open, I guess I can go over it and grab a, a nice cup. Um, but no, it's an interesting point, you know, living in Michigan, how come you chose Windsor to, to really, you know, kickstart this team back in, in 2012. And I imagine earlier. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was, um, I'm a native from uh, Detroit and Windsor. My okay. father um, worked at the um, at the GM facility, right where the WFCU arena is. So my father would work weekends and spend time here. And sometimes we would come across with him. And so I was very familiar with the landscape of Windsor. And it was a big part of me. You know, like if you're from Detroit, you're from Windsor, Windsor, Detroit, so on and so forth. Um, and so um, fast forward after my career, I was assisting a good friend of mine to start the National Basketball League of Canada. And lo and behold, I uh, learned that the Windsor market was open. So me, like many others, have a passion for the area. I wanted to uh, stay close to home if I was going to pick up another business. And so my other business was on autopilot. And so I wanted to uh, take advantage of the market opportunity. And so I put my money where my mouth is and said, you know what, I like it. And then the numbers for sports in the area were very high. Uh, we knew it was a tough competitive market, but that's why I did it because it was close to home. Um, I had a affinity for Windsor, Detroit area, and um, it was uh, close to me. So that's would why. you would you say the market for for basketball in, in this community has grown since it's you know Windsor Express has first started? Are more people year over year? You think they're they're playing basketball? They're getting involved? You know, unequivocally, I think there's um, uh, an increase in the number of fans, the interaction, yeah. the love for basketball. I'd like to share though that um, Mike Berkovich and that um, generation had a huge um, uh, impact on basketball in the Windsor area. 
before that as well, I don't know if you know, but the um, Canadian, um, first Canadian medal for the Olympics, um, believe it or not, was against the Americans. And that was in, I think it was 1932, but they won the silver um, against the Americans. The Americans won the gold. And so basketball has always been big in the area. Mm-hmm. And then towards the 70s, uh, roughly 80s, it began to dip a little bit because uh, Toronto began to really pick up a lot. So what I find myself doing is reinvigorating what's already there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a love for basketball in Windsor that I can only um, awaken. Um, and I'm trying to also create those new fans as well. So we have it, uh, you know, for the future. Um, and basketball with Toronto Raptors, they assisted with that growth and development in basketball in Canada as a whole. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, I guess my next question is, was, was basketball an important part of your life growing up as a kid? Is it something that you enjoyed playing? How did you become so interested in it? Well, you know what? Um, basketball was a big part of the sport. It was my number one sport. Um, number two was soccer. But um, I grew up in the YMCA environment, uh, going back and forth to the YMCA, and that's what we did. We did uh, basketball, gymnastics, all those things, but basketball – was what was close to me. And so, I mean, I played in um, middle school. I played in high school. Uh, I wasn't uh, really good enough to walk on uh, in college, but it was so much of my time spent um, uh, as a youth that I always had that affinity. And, and at one point in my life, I said, I'm going pro. I'm going to be in the NBA. But then when I got to high school and I figured out that these guys are getting pretty big and I'm not growing. <laughs> so um, that's when I figured out, I think I, I might just be a high school player and then maybe in college, but I won't do the pro thing because I don't think I'm going to grow outside of that. So, but basketball has always been close to me. And was having a, this, this plan of, of becoming a, you know, an owner of a team, something that you, you had on the horizon as you were playing in high school? It was not, it, okay. it, which is quite interesting. Uh, uh, that one of my first loves became full cycle. So uh, when my best friend asked me who started the National Basketball League of Canada, hey, just come up and help me start this pro league because we're playing in the American League and we need our own Canadian league. I said, okay, I'll help you out. And uh, only looking to help, but it was just quite interesting how we end up coming back to your first love and enjoying it. And so it was not in the plans and very quickly it became part of what I was doing because I was semi-retired already anyway. So I had time to burn. <laughs> no, it's, it's cool. You had this like this full circle moment where you, you know, you're playing it now you're, you're, you're on the other side, right? You're on the other side of the bench. You're, you're leading the team. Uh, so it's very fascinating how it all came back to you. Um, now, Fast forwarding a bit to after your time with uh, National Basketball League of Canada uh, and now starting uh, Windsor Express and, you know, having your first season in 2012, um, mm-hmm. I imagine for anyone that, and, and those that are interested, it's uh, interesting to see how the team actually started. Like there's so much work I imagine that took place behind the scenes to make this happen. It, it was, you know, we, um, we actually came in a year before. 
So when okay. the league started originally in 1011, uh, I was with the league um, to just kind of monitor, help a little bit. And so we started, once the decision was made, I said, you know what, I'm in, here's the money. We started our marketing path, laying out the landscape and logistics of what needed to be done. So from purchasing a court to finding a location or lo location, then court um, to laying out a, a, a marketing plan to looking for players for the next year, all of those things. Uh, it That first year was a seed year, very important. I'm really glad that we took that start. Some teams don't have that, that prior year. They make a decision and they end up with 11 months, but I had a full year then go into it in the summer. So a year and a half uh, to do a lot. And that was important. Mm -hmm. And what was the strategy around, you know, pitching this? You said you had to recruit, you know, to build a team from scratch, you know, not having the, the history, that team history. What was your strategy to really recruit players to join this new Windsor Express team at that time? Well, so I, I ended up hiring a, a great guy who's still with me. Uh, Coach Bill Jones, um, Vice President of Basketball Operations. And so from day one, who's a, uh, Bill Jones is an ex-NBA player and played um, 17 years overseas, had all the knowledge, skills, and abilities to make sure that the program for recruiting was there. Mm -hmm. But if I look back, I think the most important part of the strategy was what is it? that we want to do and how do we want to do it to integrate basketball, um, to make it as popular and attractive as hockey and other sports. Yeah. Fastest two growing sports in Canada are soccer and basketball. So I knew that going in and it was just a matter of how do we want to present from a strategic standpoint, mm -hmm. um, pro basketball in Windsor. And so one of the key things that we did was, we really laid the landscape that Windsor does not have a pro team that they can put their arms around. They have great uh, hockey and things like that. But from a pro standpoint, players, players being paid, pure grown men playing, we did not. And so one of the key things was ensuring that from a strategic standpoint that the market understood that we're bringing Windsor its first pro organization. And so we built that framework, um, whether it was with the city, whether it was with community groups, whether it was with um, nonprofits, for profits, we really tied them into the strategic objective of the Windsor Express. Mm -hmm. And so making, whether it was a person raking their yard or a person working at Chrysler, we wanted them to feel like this was their pro team that they never had. And so yeah. we tried to get that onus and we continue to do that till today, uh, you know, still today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now, now speaking of, of organizational uh, development, I hear, you know, you're a huge fan of uh, the Six Sigma methodology for really improving an organization. Uh, mm -hmm. For those that don't know, what is Six Sigma and, and really how have you applied this type of methodology to Windsor Express? All right. So. Uh, my, uh, as I call my day job, uh, I have a performance consulting firm that's about 24 years old. And what we do is uh, it's an organizational development firm 
that uh, farms out technical labor. And we focus on continuous improvement. And one of the tools that you spoke about, which is Six Sigma, which is near and dear, I'm what they call a master black belt. So I can train, consult, coach, and do project application as well as farm out technical Six Sigma labor. And so what we do is uh, our focus is to support organizations, whether in the airlines industry or automotive, with those technical expertise. Now, how I use those, that DMAIC, and if you're not familiar with uh, Six Sigma, there's a thing called the DMAIC process. It's define, measure, analyze, improve, and control. And if you use those tools, that continuous improvement tool within an organization prior to or during, you look at how you can improve the organization both current and moving forward. So for me, it's a natural fit to work on whether it's my organization uh, at the beginning or during its um, growth phases to improve it, to use those tools. And that's what I do. If, if you're looking at my staff, for example, I've taught them the basics of continuous improvements, whether it's uh, tools like Lean, Six Sigma, Project Management, TRIZ, Appreciative Inquiry, Kepnotrego, or Red X. Those are all continuous improvement tools. Six Sigma happened to be the one that I'm a subject matter expert in. And those tools are great for organizations to improve their internal processes. And that's what it's about. And so uh, my staff, when they leave me, they've been acclimated to utilizing all types of different organizational development tools, including Six Sigma. And so it helps them to both improve themselves, um, be more marketable, and more attractive. I look at kids like Dylan Cullis. Dylan was with me for five years. Um, he did everything from sales to operations to game day operations uh, to marketing. And today he is the uh, with the Toronto Raptors. And he calls me to this day and say, hey, um, all that extra work you put in on me, I appreciate it. And so I'm so proud of so, so many other kids that have come through the organization, whether as a co-op, a college intern, or a worker, uh, one of my staff. And I give them the leeway to, to learn, develop, make mistakes, uh, and grow the organization. And I'm proud of all those guys because all of the work that I put in helps to pay off things like the tools you just spoke about. Giving them that information allows them to be much better at what they do as they move on. So really proud of both the tools that I know and that I can share. And specifically, Six Sigma is one of them. No, it's it's cool that you have this this, I guess, this guiding book or, or knowledge that you're using throughout the organization. How do you how do you implement it? How do you ingrain this in, in people's heads that you're you're leading? Well, you know what? Um, one of the things when I onboard the um, the workers, I don't care whether it's um, uh, an intern, I'm part of that onboarding process to bring them on board, or whether it's a sales director. I'm part of the onboarding process, and there's some things that I really focus on. 
Uh, whenever you're onboarding somebody in the organization, there's some key things that you must uh, build, which I call foundation builders. That's understanding the people, the process, and the procedures of the organization. That's one. And then the second part is all of the different tools that they can use. Uh, and then finally, giving those young minds and young energetic people around us the room to lead, uh, the room to make mistakes, the room to grow, taking those um, uh, creative ideas that they have and letting them run the organization. Um, if you look at Aaron Basterfield, uh, who's the team GM, when we're at the meeting, they're running the meetings and I'm the old guy sitting back going, hey, uh, how can I support? How can I help? And I'm watching them and they're running. They're going, you go do this. You go over here. They're telling me what to do. And that's where you want them. You want them to take uh, what they have and run the organization. If there's some barriers or hurdles that are in their way, move those out the way for them. Give them the resource and independence to run the organization. And they will leave you uh, um, much better than what they came. They will leave the organization much better than where they found it. They will have creative things. So if you look at game day, for example, or if you look at some of the marketing and promotional activities that we do, those are not my brainchilds. Those are the young creative minds that saying, let's try this. And a guy like me saying, go ahead or a GM that's young and active and energetic like you that's saying, let's try this different. Some things work, some things don't. Um, and you got to give them a chance. Yeah. And so giving them those opportunities, allow the playground for them to grow the organization and do some unique things. And I think this year was a good example. We did a thing called express to the trades where we took 19 trade unions, um, students and parents, and we brought them out to game for an expo to expose them to the trades. Everybody won't go to college. Some will go for a trade. But I didn't come up with that. My staff came up with that creative expo. And I didn't say no to it. I said, well, okay, let's try it. Um, I don't fully understand it, but uh, I do see the numbers that you're showing me. And it looks like we may be do something. We may be able to do something special. Yeah. And lo and behold, became something really, really powerful. Uh, what a night! And you know, it was quite impressive on the um, on the teams, um, the the, team, the forefront of the team. And I and so all I can do is sit back and say, "Great job!" and not take credit for it. Give them the credit and and go. I didn't think of it; they did. And yeah. so you know, it's it's just good to see. Yeah, no, it's 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 good to hear that you're, you know, we talk about a, a, a bottom down approach, but really this is bottom up from the organizational pyramid, right? That you're that you're making happen at the team. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, the one thing that I've learned very fast when I was in corporate, I worked um, I worked for companies like Lear, Eaton, JCI, Rectasil, um, and I worked my way through the ranks. And one of the things that was um, the biggest challenge was if there was a leader that didn't give the opportunity or the room for the young creative talent to move forward. Hmm. And so I learned very fast, put um, good people around you and give them the opportunity 
to grow and expand and and lead. And you'll come up with some, you'll have some wins, you'll have a few uh, failures, but you're going to have more successes if you give them the independence and support that they need to grow the organization. And as a leader, um, that has worked very well for me. And so uh, I will not veer away from that because um, uh, the people that have led the organization, I've had great kids, um, Dylan Cullis, Chris Mendez, Andrew Kozak, Aaron Basterfield, and they're product of University of Windsor. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, Aaron came from Vancouver to do her master's and she ended up interning for us and we couldn't believe the talent that was there. We were like, uh, you just want to do a co-op intern? And so he offered her an opportunity and she never looked back and the things that we've accomplished. And I can tell that story over and over again. And the partnerships with University of Windsor, St. Clair College, um, uh, Lawrence Technological University in the States, Wayne State, um, great talent, good opportunity. And we've done some great things from the Wizard, Windsor format. And so I'm happy about that. No, it's it's fantastic that you're you're really taking a bunch of young minds and, and, and allowing them to have their, you know, their their first step in the door in, in sport man, sports management. And uh, before we wrap up, I'd be interested to hear if you have some advice for, for students that are looking to enter the world of, of sports management, like some, you know, the many have in your organization. Well, you know, I do. Um, I think having the pro organization here has seeded a lot of unique things to happen. Um, other organizations to, to, to build a, a facility for basketball, uh, opportunities for marketing, sales, promotions, all of those things. And we give the opportunity. The opportunity exists not just with the Express, but with the Spitfires. And my advice would be simple. Um, look very close within your market. Ask a lot of questions. Reach out. Um, we have the resources um, to uh, give as many opportunities as we can um, and take advantage. Our sports management program at the University of Windsor is sought out. I had a student from Vancouver come to Windsor for that program. So take advantage of that program, knock on the doors for the different sports experiences and take advantage of them because we are leading in different ways right here in Windsor. And um, when you look at the National Basketball League of Canada, we have had several young people uh, work for the National Basketball League of Canada that came from our market. And and I'm proud of that. So if you, and this is the advice, if you have a dream, if if you want the experience, the opportunity is here. If I don't have it with my organization, knock on my door and I'll help you find it. Wow. No, it's, 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 it's great that somebody you know, like yourself would, would do that for an individual looking to find that experience. And, and that's probably the most difficult part is one finding it, but also doing the work to, to get that, that goal across the finish line or that, that job that they want to uh, pursue, right? Like the market is, 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 is huge. It's just a matter of, like you said, knocking on the doors. Knock on the doors. We have the relationships. We're partnered with the Pistons. Um, we played um, with the Toronto Raptors, their G League team. Um, and next fall, we'll be playing with uh, the Pistons 
G League team, the um, the crews. Uh, I have several relationships with the vice president over at the Pistons. I got some great friends at um, the Lions. So if I if I don't have it, I can give you a few leads. Uh, let's help each other in Windsor because we're creating some very unique opportunities for our young people. Just ask, and I'm sure we can help find some leads for you. Well, well, Dernis, you might have a bunch of messages after this, uh, <laughs> opening up the doors like that. But no, it's I'm glad that you're you know so willing to help. And uh, I want to thank you just for, for being on the show. This is my 80th episode. I can't believe I'm at 80. Congratulations on that 80th episode. That's a that's a milestone. Two years, 80 episodes. Um, trust me, keep doing it. I love it. Um, I'm excited about it. I was excited about this opportunity, man. And uh, make sure you send me a copy of this because uh, I'm going to look back when that gray hair and, and I, all that hair is gone and I'll see myself and say, hey, that was pretty nice. Yeah, me too. Hopefully I'll have hair, uh, you know, until I'm 80, but we'll see, you know, <laughs> thanks for, thanks for doing this Dardis. And, and for those that tuned in, I appreciate it. You can watch the full episode. If you're catching the replay later on coffeewithcrainer.com and make sure to go check out the Windsor Express game. They're starting their playoffs on May 15th. Final game is uh, this Friday, 7 PM. That's correct. All right. Yep. Make sure to go. And uh, Dardis, thanks again for making the time tonight. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Emil. Keep doing a good job and uh, look forward to seeing you at the game soon. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Thank you.